just started recording. You oh. may have heard there, ladies. I did. Recording in progress. Oh, she that was good. say that multiple times. That was times. good. Thank you. I've heard it that often. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah, she has a, uh, she must have a busy day. I, every day must be super busy for her, Monday through Friday. I mean, imagine how many times she has to say that. Yep, exactly. They might have outsourced yep. her by now. Could have. I reckon they should, I mean, they, should probably just, they should probably just record her and then play it each time. There's an idea. There's actually, do you know what that reminds me of? We were watching you know, on the plane. I was watching Gordon Ramsay and two chefs go around Italy, and uh, there were Italy, Scotland, and France, and they were in a motorhome, a massive motorhome, and the Italian chef, who was so annoying but hilarious, he had downloaded Siri in Gordon's voice. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious. So Gordon was sitting beside him, and they're going around in a, a corner, and uh, and uh, Siri goes, "Take a right, you bad boy!" Like, but in a Gordon sort of voice, and like, legit, just like Gordon Ramsay, and uh, and it was actually quite hilarious. Anyway, yeah, anyway. that is fun. So there's this new um, API out, and uh, on two of the podcasts I listened to, they mm-hmm. did the intro with this new. Um, AI thing where you just like give it 10 minutes of your own voice and then give yeah. it a script and and then it's it's like this AI voice that's you that does the talking oh my god so literally if we just give it a recording from a previous podcast yep. and then from now on we just write a blog post yeah and then <laughs> <laughs> and then give it to it. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be pretty boring. That would be spon- actually. It would lack spontaneity. It would. It would. You'd never get all the sort of the chaos of the background and the happening vibes and stuff like that. Exactly. All right, let's get going. Yeah. Let's get going. Let's kick this off. Where the hell are you? I am at Danico Brewing Company, uh, in just outside of Denver. Oh, exciting, exciting. Just outside of Denver. Are you staying outside of Denver? Was your event at the university? No. So I didn't realise it was outside of Denver, but I'm staying at a place called the Gaylord Gaylord's Rockies Convention Centre. It is humongous. It is like a city in itself. I don't think I've ever been in, in, a, in a place like this before. It's got like a lap pool it's got a massive it's got a full-size fitness center it's got like a hydra slide pool it's got three or four restaurants i had dinner at the sports bar yesterday like last night at 11 o'clock when i finally got there um it's got seven floors um convention center rooms it is massive and as i was ubering to danico brewing which is where i am now the uber driver said that we were half an hour outside denver denver town denver city all uh, right Oh, that's probably better yeah. anyway. We, you know, now whenever you travel so. and you go to the central cities, it's like when we were in California yes, and I went to San Diego. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. But even yep. the first night. But actually when I went to San Diego and my yeah. conferences was in the city centre, <clears throat> it, was, it wasn't very nice. The Being suburbs. <clears throat> the suburbs Auckland in the... Street, Auckland. Yeah, exactly. So the suburbs... Or like the outskirts of the city. 
I think are always way better, better place to hang out. Yeah, well, so from sort of where I am, this place is 1.9 miles from the convention centre because, so you know this about me, Cam, probably our six listeners also know this about me, but whenever I go away, I Google brewery from my accommodation. Actually, yeah, and before I go away, I map it out on a Google map, like how far away is that brewery? is a, a local brewery and this is the closest one it's only 1.9 miles except it's minus 10 degrees celsius so here i was thinking i'll oh, just walk there and then i saw the temperature and i'm like oh, there's no way that i'm walking to that brewery so i ubered um but there's also a sprouts uh supermarket um another half mile down the road and i was there this morning so it's actually got what you need which is quite good yeah yeah i don't think i've ever been minus 10 degrees before I reckon only a minus a couple. I don't think I've ever really travelled anywhere cold. Yeah. And I think, like, if I was running, I'd pro- probably be quite disappointed that I wouldn't be able to run because you. I don't – I mean, people pro- people do run in this weather, but if you're not sort of accustomed to it, I imagine it's quite hard. But um, it it is cold enough, so I'm sitting there waiting for – I'm standing waiting for the Uber, and I see the car. So a car rocks on up, and it's been there, you know, it just – rocks on up and it's got icicles on it so yeah it is, that is as cold as it is like a couple of minutes no problem but serious time in that kind of weather i think would uh be a bit chills yep and i think if you were running you'd, you'd probably just slip over wouldn't you like yeah. everything would be icy and snowy and uh cold. yes and so i would um imagine that instead you'd just use a treadmill in one of the uh, they've got like 12 treadmills in their gym which you don't often get in a little hotel sort of unit. No, no, that's heaps. And uh, what are you drinking there? Mm. This is an Arsenal. It's an IPA, West Coast IPA. So I have a flight, um, and there are three IPAs and two darker beers, one porter, one stout. I've got a one of my IPAs is a double hazy IPA. That's um, that's Blame Dave. And the two stouts are uh, some delicious stout and another delicious stout called Midnight. And the highest alcohol content is about 8%. That's the double hazy. And everything else is 6 or 5 or something. So, but delicious. Cool. cool. So I'm drinking a Nespresso and, and also an Element. This episode, oh, this episode is brought to you by... Element. Wouldn't it be cool L-M-N-T. if we had Element as, as a sponsor for our oh, uh, podcast? Well, hey, eventually. absolutely. I can sit. I'm actually in, in um, a comms with them now because I saw someone on my Shredderary page put up a an affiliate link for Element samples. And in my head, I'm like, hang on, this is my Shredderary page. If anyone's putting up affiliate links, mm. it is me. Uh, <laughs> and then I thought, hang on, how do you have an affiliate? And I haven't. So I've uh, fired an email to them to, to see. So watch the space cam. We could be brought to you by Element. Yep. Yes. Excellent. So I found, because I've been missing it, because I, I ran out after... The ones I got off you. And then I knew I, you were too cheap to buy your own. Well, I just was, I wasn't sure uh, <laughs> about the shipping, etc. So I never really looked oh. into it. But Well, if you, well, okay. But, but then I like looked it. in my bag from my, my new travel bag that I bought for the trip that I didn't like. So I put it away and I found yes. three. I found three. Oh my God, three of them. It's amazing. Yeah, so, 
that's, that'll last well, me for a couple of days. Well, it will, but um, Cam, if you buy a bundle, buy three, get one free, and it's free shipping. Mm. What, to New Zealand? And, yeah, and they end up being, like, maybe two bucks a sachet, which actually, or actually probably a bit more with the with the exchange rate, but for whatever reason, that never phases me. Two bucks, it's fine. I would either do that or buy a power a shitty Powerade for, like, $3.50, so mm. yep. way better. Yeah, yeah. All right, so because you know it's it's good stuff because it's actually it helps you drink, you know. It'd be like, oh no, you could just put like some salt or something in there and make your own mix. But uh, this makes it much easier to drink water. So you, so not only do you get the benefits of the salt and the minerals or whatever that's in there, you also end up drinking more water just because it makes it easy to drink. Totally, and the, you know it's really it's really cool actually because those the element as a business they have online how to make your own element like they're certainly not hiding the recipe because this is how it all originated because they'd created this powder and people were like how am I getting through custom I can't get through customs with this powder how else am I going to do it and they're like oh maybe we should make something um, but as a company they're like hey if you don't want to use that element, no problem. But you probably need more salt if you're low carb. So here's the recipe. And they just tell you how they make it. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool because it still would be. It's a actually a bit of a business lesson. It. it would be. But I think what it does also is it sort of helps, um, helps, uh, helps you garner trust with your audience because in addition to all of the nutrition information they put on their blog, they also tell you, hey, if you don't want to buy our product, we're cool with that. You just can just make yourself. And there will be people who do that, but they'll also still, at some point, they might want an electrolyte product and they're probably going to head to that company because they know, like, and trust them. Yeah, exactly. And also some people who would make it wouldn't have bought it anyway. So it's like mm. it's also... And it goes to show that there's no real secrets. Anyway, there's no secrets no. to be had. You just oh, uh, hang on. Oh, have you got a secret? I don't, but Colonel Sanders does. Oh, he does. Twelve of them, I believe. Oh, eleven. No, no, I think just eleven. Just eleven. Eleven. Mm. <laughs> and hasn't he, he done well? Hasn't he done well? He's done. Yeah, so that blows our uh, secrets <laughs> out of the water. You're right. Yeah, but he got in early. He got in early. But there, you know, because there's lots yeah. of other fried chicken places that taste very similar. I've tried quite a few of them. Yes. But um, and, and yeah, and in fact, I'm a bit of a fan of fried chicken and have tried a few myself. Um, and I love it until I finish it, and then I'm like, oh, I actually feel a bit gross after eating that fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll happen. That'll happen to you with most things that you think that you really want. Yeah, well. Right, yeah, so what's right. so what are you doing over there? What's your um? What are you learning? Who's teaching you? Are you so are you speaking? Uh, are you emceeing? No, I'm emceeing. I'm emceeing on the Sunday, uh, and there are there are so many awesome speakers at this conference. Lots of them I've actually interviewed on my podcast. So I will shyly go up and introduce myself to them because um, I feel a little bit awkward just because you sort of feel awkward because I'm like, hey, you're on my podcast. And they're like, 
I've been on multiple podcasts. Who are you again? <laughs> but thankfully, I'll have. But I'll have my name badge, so they might yeah, remember yeah. Mickey Wikipedia. Um, but it's a low carb conference, and it's just a full on schedule from seven till five, Friday through Sunday. Uh, and I cannot wait, Cam. Like I, it's so you know it. I love these kind of conferences, so I'm super stoked to be here. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm that's emceeing awesome. on the Sunday, so that's cool. So when you introduce yourself, just tell them, be more specific about the episode. So then it'll save both of your embarrassments. So you'll both. You, yes, you're right. Yeah. That's very so good. Then, I'll, I'll there will, get that there will be no, I... there'll be no, there'll be no, his, no pause and hesitation while he's trying to, while they, are, he or she is trying to figure out which podcast that you're on. Totally. And, and um, luck would have it that a couple of them, I've very recently, interviewed and they are from australia so that's quite cool, oh, that, cool, cool. um and they're in fact speaking on the same day that i am emceeing i don't think i'm introducing them i think someone else i think someone else is doing the afternoon afternoon session so i'm doing the morning session yep don't look behind you but there's another man with a beard <laughs> <laughs> don't look <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sorry uh, we, oh, we didn't we weren't recording that but you when you arrived you you noticed an overabundance of bearded Mean. Everyone, yeah. But it is and, minus and I thought 10 they degrees. were all truckers. Yes, I said that they were all truckers, and you said no, no, they're all hipsters. And then we, then I tried to figure out how many would be hipsters and how many are in fact truckers. Yeah, it's the grooming. Um, it's the grooming. The grooming of the beard. You'll be able to tell the difference. How well groomed. This is true. The more groomed, the more likely to be a hipster. Yep. I mean, so the, he 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 was a mixture. I reckon that one that was just behind you before. He was a mixture of trucky and hipster. Yeah, he's probably just a hipster truckie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. hard to be a truckie hipster. So um, this is completely unrelated to any business content, but talking about truckies reminds me of my favourite movie, movie called Over the Top with Sly Stallone. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, the arm wrestling one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it is the best movie. And so he would he would go, he would like do his trucking, like spend hours and hours on the road, and he would work his arm. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> While driving, oh, and I that's thought awesome. that is genius. That is genius, Sly. Um, and but then on a sadder note, sort of related to the same time um, era, Bruce Willis has dementia. Ah, oh, I think I might have known that. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Willis should should be on a ketogenic diet, actually. Yeah, which is topical to the conference that I'll be attending. Yep. Anyway, and will they? Yep, and they'll address. So there'll be talks on mental health, on brain yeah, energy, yeah. brain health. Oh, yeah, great. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's really yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, just interesting. So, what's happening otherwise? We're 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 looking at rebuilding your website yeah. at the moment. Yes. So yes, that's we quite are. Exciting. So yeah, a new front, just a new front end. Still, we're using training talk to deliver the meal the plans. Yeah, but but this platform's got a few. Uh, well, it's just a bit more advanced on the um, front end website of things. So. It is, and and equally, what I'm wanting to do is bring in its other features of the the course creation side of things. So, sort of turn some of my existing products into more sort of interactive learning, which which you get a little bit of 
obviously through the weekly emails, but this way I'm going to sort of load up content that addresses some of those topics in some sort of, um, uh, I'm not sure if it's a weekly fashion or not, but just give them something else, some other learning. So I'm quite excited by that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and you'll be able to use them. We discussed using them for like uh, like a little onboarding course for yes. actually using the platform. Like if people join Monday's Matter, first yes. thing that they could do is run through that little course on how to use the system. Perfect. Totally. Yep. Right. Or how and to get the most, and not just like how to use the system, but how to get most out of the program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and the thing is, is that these are things which I repeat every round and I'm absolutely fine doing that, but it makes sense that I actually have it as a standalone feature of the, of the program. So I'll probably still have to repeat myself because there'll be people who won't sort of engage in that content, which is again, absolutely fine. I get that, uh, but at least it'll be there so I can direct or refer people to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So we're looking. We're, so we picked a theme. The funny thing about a website is you don't. It's really easy to get sucked into spending too much time on the design and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then not enough time on the content and the copywriting. So, Tim, so, I have a question for you. And because there are people who pay several thousand dollars to build a website. Is that what you're doing for me? Are you building a website? Yeah, so I'll be doing what those people will be doing for several thousand dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, it used to cost several tens of thousand dollars to, to build a website, you know, when you would, and, you know, people still spend that much if they're going to get a, a custom website built where everything's coded. Yeah. But now... I mean, for 99% of businesses, you don't really need, you shouldn't be spending your time and resources on that. But you still want to outsource stuff. Yeah. Like, so if you didn't have me, I wouldn't suggest that you be the one that go and oh, do the website. I mean, you could. And if you're just getting started, then maybe it's worth doing it yourself to so to save some of your resources from other things but in but if you were if you were to do that it'd just be like pick a theme yeah in one of these website builders like squarespace or we're using for your website we're using kajabi because it's sort of built for creators and coaches so yeah it's got all that other stuff in behind it so it's worth having it all in one platform so um pick a theme adjust the colors and then just focus on the copywriting. Yeah, um, which is the stuff that is important, but it needs yeah. to look nice as well, which is, yeah. which, and, yeah. And we were discussing that. So they've got like not a huge amount of themes. I think they've got six or eight or whatever. So they've put the work into using best practices, making it nice and clean. Um, you know, they would have had designers build them. So you just leverage that, you know, and it's really easy. You don't have to worry that everyone's website's going to look the same. Like it's really, I mean, they do anyway. You yeah, go online actually. now because people just put, they just go with the formula. Yeah, that works or the the the, the trending look and feel mm. that changes every four or five years anyway. So you, you need to refresh. But 
at least when you're using one of these platforms that has a theme builder in there, then when trends change or whatever, you can just change your theme. Yeah, because they'll be up with the pl up to the play with those themes. Yeah. And you were so right, actually, because what I notice when I go to websites isn't aren't particular features of the website, but it's more a look or a feel a feel about a website hmm. and all and a lot of the ones which i like actually all use kajabi and have the same feel they're a little bit different though yeah so i think the best thing that you can achieve with a website for most businesses is that they just go there and don't notice it yeah yes so they you know it feels it feels good that they're there but they don't necessarily like you shouldn't be aiming for how no, how they notice how amazing your website is Mm. Yeah, because you you want them to, you want because you want them to see your copywriting for that resonate to resonate with them and then for them to take action. So if they're yes. going there, going well, this is an amazing looking website, and that's it. So, that's it. You know, they have, you haven't really achieved your goal. But you just want it. You're right. You want it to be. You want them to to um, easily figure out how to get what they need from your website and not be distracted by the amazingness of it yeah exactly and that's um the mistake everyone makes especially when they're getting their first website build or even if they, they might make the mistake over and over again that they think having the a you a, a really unique and amazing website is going to make like a huge difference if they're not if they haven't got the other things right yeah um yeah and before they've even got any customers or anything. Yes. Yes. It's almost a skill to get customers is how they look at it. Yeah. And Not the more skill, customers, a... yeah, the more the more customers you have and, and the better con content you've got, then you can invest a bit more in your in your website. So, yeah. you know, if you're just getting started, I mean, you might only need a, a website with a couple of pages. That's the other yeah. mistake I see people make as well. Like before they launch their website, they want everything that they ever wanted on their website. Yes. They want to have that before they'll even put it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, is, you just you should just get like the theme and the look and feel right, and then just put your homepage up. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because actually, it's almost like a distraction to you from actually doing what you need to do. Like, you know, yeah. getting caught up in people call that majoring in the minors. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's often good. used in nutrition when people are like um, overwhelmed by decision making around supplements or or protocols or time restricted eating when their diet is shit. So actually, yeah. that's majoring in the minors. Yep. Um, sand and rocks. Sand and rocks. Mm -hmm. You do the rocks first. Yes. You know that one? Yeah, yeah. So no. you have a have a jar. Yeah. And then. A lot of people want to fill it up with the sand. But then when you fill it up with the sand, you can't get any of the rocks in. And the rocks oh, are the most important things. So when are. you fill your jar up, you start with the rocks. You and fill your you jar up with the rocks, the sand, sand will go in, and then you've made the most of everything. But if you yeah. put in your sand first, you'll never get the rocks in. Yeah, that's a great analogy, Cam. Yeah, I mean, I didn't make it up. I didn't invent it. <laughs> It's the first I've heard of it, though. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Another example of how oh, sometimes you think if you've known things for a while, you think that they're um, everyone's going to know them. But no, no, everyone knows other things. 
Yeah, well, actually, what I'll know. do is I'll, I'll bust it out this weekend to see whether uh, everyone just nods, nods, like, oh, yeah, yeah I get it, or yep. looks a little confused. Yeah, so you can mix it up a little bit as well, where you can you can you can throw in some pebbles. Oh, I was going to so say. So you can go, you can go rocks, pebbles, pebbles and then sand. sand is the last thing. Yeah. So the sand in this case would be a beautifully designed, very expensive, yeah, website. Yeah. Yeah. And the rocks would be a nice looking website with the content on it that's going to resonate with people and affect their decisions around whether or not they become a customer yes yeah which as a business person is my goal exactly uh, cool so what's been having what's been happening with me i asked myself yes and, and in fact i asked cameron what's been happening with you and i'm not even i'm not even too sure what's been happening with me i'm trying you to think back over the last few days you had some goals. Yep. Around what we talked about last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I haven't made progress on that actually, and I think it's because I can't even remember what I've done this week. I think I might have been. It might have been one of those. <laughs> it might have been one of those weeks lost in lost in time, lost for eternity. Well, you've done one thing, haven't you? What is it? You've booked your flights to Austin. I have booked my flights to Austin. After so a Nikki holiday, and, after booking a holiday. Yes, so Nikki and I are going to uh, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, and then we are, she's heading back to New Zealand and I'm going to join you in Austin after your trip to Florida. I know. So I'm very excited I, by that. I, I am a little bit... Um, Disappointed not that I'm not going to be going to Florida, but I am very excited about Austin because I hear a lot of good things about um, Austin. Yeah. Anyway, so I finished Kelly Slater's audio book, so I have the, I have done something. Did, did we talk about how I was listening to that? Yeah, I don't think we did, Cam. So it's. Um, a very interesting audio book yeah. because he wrote it in 2003 or four when he thought he was at the end of his career or nearing the end of his professional surfing career. Um, but of course now he's 51 and still surfing. So this is Kelly Slater, 11 time surfing world champion who is basically like, the goat of surfing and probably the goat of of sport just because of what he's achieved over like a 30-year uh, span of being a professional surfer. So he won his first world championship when he was 19. So he's now 50, 51. And he, he won his last, he won his last individual event last year when he was just before he turned 50. So when he was 49 Amazing. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really interesting to at the very end of the book, he he said he was like listing out some good surfers that were coming through. Yeah, and he mentioned this guy, um, John John Lawrence, and he said, oh, "Hang it would on, be great. hang on, hang on." Yep, John John, John John, 
John, John, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why but that happened. I'm common. sure there's, a, yeah, there I'm sure there's an interesting, a, yeah. interesting story about it. Yeah. That's probably that because his, his dad's name is John. And like, well. And his mum's name was John? <laughs> no, I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that they'd probably want to call him John, but they didn't want to. They need. They would get confused. Like, well, okay, we'll just call you John, John. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he was talking about this John John Florence, and and he was saying, well, he's only ten years old, um, but he was just like imagining. Oh, uh, he was imagining. Oh, when I'm, when he's, uh, twenty. I'll be like my late thirties, so there could be a chance that I I might still be competing. So you know, and then um, since then, John John Florence is like in his late twenties now, and and he and Kelly's been competing with him for a decade. Holy crap! That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So such a such a cool story. So uh, I'm hoping he's going to write another book about the next twenty years. Yeah, because um, if that was in twenty, what two thousand and four? Yeah, two thousand and four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, Kim, I'm not. I I like surfing, but certainly not the same way you like it. I like to look at surfing, um, watch it. I think I'm gonna. I think this book would be great though, because I've heard Kelly Slater on a couple of podcasts and really enjoyed them. So, do you think that I would like that book? Should I download it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So it's called Pipe Dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also really interesting because for a lot of his career, he was really unsure of himself. Yeah. And sort of lacked a lot of confidence, but he's really open about the way he was yeah. feeling in different situations, which is obviously most people yeah. have that uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the difference is people like him just carry on anyway. Yeah. They don't Actually, don't let they don't let the uncertainty stop them from doing anything. Yeah. You know, so he's had so many ups and downs in his 30 year surfing career. Yeah. Um including his reference to do you remember when he was on Baywatch? That's gotta be one of the low points of his career, right? Yes. So he never wanted to he never wanted to do it. And oh, he was really? sort of pushed into it a bit by his um manager. Yeah, yeah. So he thought, you know, Baywatch is not cool, which no. he, which is right. If you're Kelly Slater, Baywatch is, Baywatch not, is cool. not cool. No. If you're that, if you're at that cool level, um, yeah. So, but it was all interesting. And then he dated Pamela Anderson for a while, um, and then just lots of really cool stories. I'm um, definitely going to download that. That sounds awesome. So I, I, I just got reminded of that because when I was telling you, I couldn't remember what I'd done. I actually do this thing, which is part of my business coaching, called daily wins. So awesome. every every day, I make a little a little positive thing of what I uh, achieved. So um, I can tell that this week hasn't got that gone that well because I don't have any for this week. So I've have actually missed forgot- missed my habit. Have you- yeah, have you forgotten to write them in? Yeah, I've forgotten to write them in. Yeah. So it's not only the fact. So the it's not the fact it's not just the fact that you've got them recorded it's the fact that you write them in at the end of each day, which embeds it in your memory of the things that you've done. So I have done a few things since um, our last call. So I got some. Um, I think on our last call I was talking about how 
Dan, the big boss guy from our coaching, did the call and how it was yes. really good. And then he yeah. sort of narrowed it down. So I've I've started up a new campaign for training tool. Awesome. So I've been losing quite a lot of my email subscribers. I mean, you'll know this. You send so many emails and a lot of people unsubscribe from them. Mm. Um which is fine because it really just means that they're not interested in what you're putting out there anymore. It doesn't necessarily mean they don't like you or anything. But so you got to keep your um, you got to keep your leads coming in. Yeah. So uh, I I used to have like a full time running lead generation thing where I was getting, you know, five to ten new leads a day or something like that. But then I noticed that the quality of them, I was using Facebook ads to get them, it started to get worse and worse. And I was noting there was just some random leads coming in that didn't really have anything to do with coaching. Um, so I, I dropped that campaign and I never really got it started up again. But the call that I had with Dan reminded me, or didn't remind me, refocused me on the things that I need to concentrate on. Yeah. Which is... Um, uh, content marketing and um, mainly to get good SEO and some lead generation as well to share my content with. I'm sort of refocused on those things now. So I've got this thing running again now. So I'm getting a few leads coming in. So um, it was the first week in a while where I sent my blog out. I think I'm at number 12 in a row now since we sent Amazing. that um, thing. So um it's the first time in 12 weeks or whatever that I've sent it out to more people than the previous week because I was losing half a percent of the people or something um, after awesome. each email. But one other good thing that I've noticed is that I went back through those last 12 ones, those last 12, and then the first one was the biggest loss of subscribers and then slowly the number of subscribers leaving after each blog post started slowing down. So then the ones that are left are still interested, obviously, because so they're still you, staying on. Yeah, and do you think that that initial sort of big drop, I mean, that could be quite demotivating for people, but do you actually think it's because this was the first time in a while that you'd sent anything out? People were like, oh, I didn't realize I'd subscribe to that. Unsubscribe. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. So a big, a big amount of that. And, um, yeah, so the blog post I've just written actually it sort of breaks down uh, different stages of marketing by from people. And um, one stage is that um, lead generation and the other stage is what you and I have been working on for your business is the nurturing stuff. So you've got that nurturing sequence in yeah. there now. Cool. And um, what happens is, and I've been guilty of this as well, like you start building up an email list and you never email them. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, so this is what I see with coaches all the time: is that they start building up an email list at some point. They never email them. Their marketing is like unstructured and inconsistent. And then they all of a sudden want to sell something, so they email them, trying to sell them something. But they haven't had an email from you for like six months. And then they're so like, these, "Who's this guy trying have- to?" Yeah. Who's this guy trying to sell me something? I Like I heard from him. I remember I subscribed to a list, got one thing, and I haven't heard from him. Yeah. There's never been an opportunity for them to know, like, and trust you. 
exactly. So if you have an email list, email them. Like yep. at least, you know, if you be a minimum once a month. Totally. You know, a nice two, a nice every fortnight, but ideally every week. So it'd be quite good just to share what we're doing. Like, so for example, with my, just my wider email list, I send an email every Monday at the same time, 5.21 a.m. Uh, I don't know why it's landed on that time, but that's just the time that I send it. And, uh, but then with the, so the people who go into my nurture sequence will get that, but they also over the course of 10 days get five emails, which then direct them to blog posts I might've written or Instagram posts that relate to the topic that they initially were interested in for even signing up to me. So they get to sort of know, like, and trust me over time. And it's so, and, and Jill, business coach Jill with her, emailing she so for her uh trying to nurture people who who might want to go into her signature program fba fitness business accelerator which is for the beginner business person she does the same sort of thing but she ends up she emails them every fortnight just so they so she stays in their sort of frame of reference and and stuff like that so when it does come to her launching her her next round of FBA, these people know her and they have a sense of the type of person she is, the type of information she has, and whether or not they'll be a good fit. But I think that's quite good. Yep. Because like zero people just buy something of someone because they get an email just because they're selling something one day. Oh, you know? I know. I know. And, um, I, I, unless it's like meat or something, you know, like Yeah, like consumer goods want. for a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two for one steaks. Yeah, exactly. Knives, steak knives. Steak two for knives. one steak knives. Yeah. So yeah, because there's because there's two parts for it. So people often they'll, they'll get one part right. So you yeah. know the the two parts is one is the structured sequence when they first get in there. Yeah. Which is really contextual to what to the reason that they got into your email list. So for you, it's like the protein thing like the benefits of eating more protein yeah something like that yep so they get in there because they're interested in that so then you have a structured sequence that automatically goes out to them based on that theme so then you're giving them what you promise them yeah so that's one thing and then a lot of people leave it at that and then yeah. they'll have like their call to action to buy something at the end of that but then they'll never get an email again yeah and the thing is people take so many Different people take different amounts of time depending on where they are in their lives to be ready to buy something off you. Yeah. So they may not necessarily be ready after your five. I mean, that's not how the world works, that people are ready after your five email sequence. Pam, on that readiness, I've heard sort of stats of sort of seven exposures. Does that sound sort of like what you, but equally upon saying that, I mean, it can be like whole six months, you know, or 12 yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, it's, it's like a, like most things, it's all yeah. on a scale. Some people yeah. will buy straight away. Some people will buy four years later. Like I've yeah. had customers sign up for training till three or four years. Now I've been going for so long, three or four yeah. years after their first contact with me, you know, just because they've got something else going on in their life. They might've been using a different system. Like I've had heaps of people switch over from another system 
and they weren't ready to switch over at the time, but they were, they were interested. Yeah. Um, so you need to be in constant contact with them. So this, I was saying a lot of people, they get that structure right because that's what a lot of people teach online about online marketing. You know, you create a lead magnet, you create a nurturing sequence and then try and sell something to them. But then, you know, you might have hundreds of people who have gone into that and only yeah. a small percentage of them buy because that's reality. That's how things work. Yeah. But then a larger percentage of them will buy eventually. Yeah. So then that's when you have to have this other non-structured thing where you're just regularly sending out helpful information that yeah, might be more general. So your yeah. your Monday emails are much more general than your individual sequences are because then yeah. you might end up, because that's your full list then. It's not your segmented list. So the structured one goes, automated one goes out to that segmented list just so those people who are interested in that specific thing. Yes. And then your Monday ones go out to everyone. Yeah. More, more general. And then yeah. when you have stuff, when you sell your thing, people are like, oh, yeah, here's Mickey. And um, oh, it's an offer of something. And it's no big deal. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, because they've not, heard about me. They know me. Yeah, they're not surprised by it. As opposed to you got them in a sequence um, three years ago or whatever, and then you get around to selling something, and you send them an email, and they're like, hmm, this, na this name seems familiar, but I don't know who it is. I don't really yeah. remember who it is. Um, so, Cam, can, can I ask you something? So yeah. should one of the call to actions be a um, opt in or opt out to my weekly email at the end of that sequence? No, I think you should opt them in automatically. Have we done that? Yep. Yep. Brilliant. So okay, you're cool. you're you're the one you sent out on yep. your Mondays goes to everyone. Okay. Um, awesome. But what you what we could do is not maybe not send them the Monday one until they've finished the sequence. Mm -hmm. That might be good, just so they don't think that one of your general Monday ones is part of the. I think that's a great thing. idea. Yep. Yeah. So we can just change your default. Awesome. Segment that you use to send out your Monday ones, um, not to send to those people until they've finished that um, sequence. That's probably a good plan, just so they don't get confused. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So a lot of work. There's a lot of work to be done. I mean, there's a lot of work to do when you go want to be constantly doing this thing. But I think the worst thing in marketing is that there's things called a campaign. Yes. So people who are new to marketing think that they'll come in and they'll do marketing and it's like a thing that they'll do for a couple of months or a few weeks. But marketing is has to be embedded in everything that you do every day in your business. And it does. If, you, if you're doing a campaign, it's more about you're doing a specific thing, targeting a specific niche for a specific product. That's what a campaign is, and you should always you should either always be doing a campaign or always doing your core marketing. But you never not you should never not be doing totally marketing. I view every post I put up on Instagram as marketing because it's showing people because it's building trust. It's you know the people who know, like, and trust you are the ones that are going to buy at some point in their in in your relationship. So. Every single post I put up, it's, I don't think, oh, this is, like, I don't think about it as marketing at all because I'm just doing it, but 
it, it, essentially yeah. that's what it is. It is totally. And I think a lot of people think of marketing, they think marketing's advertising. Yeah. And advertising is just a tiny, weeny little part of marketing. Of marketing. Mm-hmm. So marketing is your product, your packaging, you know, your brand. Mm-hmm. There's the P's. Can't remember yeah. what the other ones are. But yeah, promotion, promoting it. So that's yeah. where advertising can fit into promotion, but doesn't necessarily have to. Three P's, that's uh, Marketing 101 at university. Yep, yep. So I have a marketing degree, (laughs) believe it or not. I am qualified in marketing, although I've never had a marketing job apart from when I employed myself as my head of marketing. That's true. And in fact, you do a lot of marketing for me and your clients. So I do. Yeah, so there you go. So there are some things, like I, I went through university and thought, oh, man, Marketing's changed a lot since then. But there are some basic principles like that one that it's easily to it's easily you can easily confuse marketing with sales. Sales yeah. and advertising. And sales yeah. and advertising is just a tiny wee little bit of marketing. Yeah. So basically the thing is you're always doing marketing in your business. It just depends on how um proactive you are about it or how actively you are thinking about it. Yeah. So like if you're not doing the marketing, the marketing's still happening. You're just yeah. not under control. You're just, you're just not controlling it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what's what's up? Tomorrow you start the thing. Tomorrow I start the conference. And it'll be three days of learning and note taking because I love taking notes. It helps me think, helps me formulate ideas. In addition to that, though, I am uh, – I've mapped out my next Monday's matter plan for my alumni, so the follow-on plan. So I had a delay in one of my flights yesterday. So I'm like, right, I've got two hours. I'm going to use that time to map out a plan. So I was quite, I was really pleased with myself that I was actually quite productive during that. So I'm just sort of popping all that information into training tilt over the weekend. So that'll be good. And also continuing to work on the redesign of my other my self-directed fat loss plans so um we're working on doing blocks and stuff for that so when the website is ready i'll be able to slot that stuff in alongside those videos so so getting snippets of work in amongst the conference and it's uh, but it's cool it's all good stuff yeah awesome how about you you're off to raglan tomorrow yeah i think so We'll see what the weather does. It's raining. It's raining here. Yeah, I just actually looked at the weather app. It looked wet. Yep. So we might not go if it's raining. Yeah, um, fair enough. We'll see what happens. So yeah, cool. Um. Yeah. Well, I think we might have a a nice beer or wine tonight to relax. Though I think Nikki's Nikki's had a bunch of meetings today, so she'll she'll, um appreciate sit down and a wine and a relax. I think. Nice. Um, we'll pop up our B12 injections that we had this morning um, with some wine. Oh, oh, seriously, one, what a great idea. Two, the number of people, and I know this is not a nutrition podcast, but as a nutritionist, I have to say, the number of people who are super low B12 is just ridiculous. Like I got another another client, their B12 was like 186, and their doctor refuses. They're like, well, what symptoms do you have? They're refusing to give a B12 injection and so I said to him he's based in in Cambridge and I'm like mate can you get to 
Auckland to come to see Jerry. Jerry is like, she'll just yeah. give you a B12 injection. And I'm so glad. Like, people underestimate the importance of that. Yeah. So um, it's funny that doctors would be that worried about it. I mean, they're pretty, my bloody uh, rheumatologist is pretty, she's always trying to get me back on these terrible long term medications for my rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, and B12 injection seems harmless compared to something oh, like that. Seriously, like you getting too much B12 through an injection is, I mean, it's not even possible. Like there's no such, mm. there's no, there's no tolerable upper limit, TUL. There's no TUL for B12. You're good. Good. All right. Just how many injections in the bum that you can take in, 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 a, in a week? <laughs> to be fair though, you've done harder things. You've done yes, harder that's things. True. That's what I was thinking about when she was um, warning me that this might hurt a bit. I hadn't even, <laughs> until she said that, I hadn't even thought about it. So anyone based think. in Auckland, if you need a B12 injection, you just go see Jerry at Appearance Medicine. Easy That's as. That's Jerry. That's yeah. Jerry. Yep. All right. Cool, Cam. Let's call it a podcast. Call it a podcast and we'll catch call up next week. Call it an episode. Week. Yep. All right. Have fun. Sweet. See ya. All right. See ya.